imagine if I couldn't vocalize my thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I remember you had an existential crisis. Um, well, when was it? Maybe five years ago? Oh, yeah, it was, um, it was a pretty, pretty big one. Yeah, it was a big one. You were talking about Sartre a lot. It was great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you were talking about like, oh, you know, your life's just the formula and you just do things in the preordained order and you don't even know you're doing it. And that's just what you do. You can't get yourself out of it. Yeah. Empire of Ants. Yeah. Welcome to Burn Off the Reading. <laughs> Um, it's come to my attention that in the last couple of episodes, I've uh, in both of them I've included Jewish conspiracy theories, and mm-hmm. I thought that I ought to address this at the top. I'm glad but, you are. Yeah, that I myself am not an anti-Semite. Thanks, Phil. I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, but it's good to have you sort of back. We were a bit worried that you weren't going to be on this episode. No, it's good. I mean, what I would say though is, it's good to have differing views on things. Sure, but within reason. and a conversation. Just, I'm all I'm saying is have a conversation. Yeah, and I think that's what burn after reading is. It's being part of the conversation. That's it. That we are the conversation that should be happening right now and isn't happening in the courts. Exactly. Let's play eighteen holes of good old fashioned conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh, I like. Ace. Wait, I, I birdied four. that conversation. <laughs> That's what it's like for me out there in the real world. <laughs> I just feel like there's anti-Semitism just flying all around, and I'm trying my best to dodge it, but sometimes uh, it sticks. Yeah. And and you know, and it's a problem because I'm I'm a very easily led man, and you, you know, are. if I, if I hear the wrong things, maybe I pick up. I'm I'm like a child, you know. I I get the you wrong words. You are groomable. You are groomable. <laughs> I am, and, and and I've said it about you. Not to your face, but I've said it about you for years now. Yeah. Don't say that to Philip. He's groomable. I am, man. I'm just, you know, just don't be, just don't let me in. Don't let me in. <laughs> don't let me in. Mistakes have been made when people let you in. <laughs> um, following on from last week's episode, I've just been drawing a lot. Can I see some of your drawings? Uh, a lot of them still uh, work. W. Sorry, a lot of them are still WIP, which stands for work in progress but it's something i've been really enjoying doing doing a lot of self-portraits <laughs> yeah yeah you've uh, been rolling that egg in uh, fluff again have you pardon are you talking about my head <laughs> talking about my head that looks well, like it's been rolled in fluff all i'm saying is that if you rolled an egg in fluff it wouldn't look dissimilar to you right well when i show you these pictures you're gonna feel embarrassed because when i show you these pictures that i've drawn you're going to think that is a picture of your head, not an egg rolled in fluff. How rude. What a rude thing to say. <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time honing your art. And, I, you know, I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not an artist. Artiste. I'm a reluctant. You're a reluctant sh- artist, are you? I, I'm a reluctant artist because for me, it's it's about self-progression. And <laughs> it's making... It's making what, do you, what do you mean by that? Sorry? What do you mean it, by that? Okay. So what I mean by that is that I don't need... Um, I I don't need the um, 
uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, I don't need the uh, the congratulations. <laughs> I don't need the plaudits. No. I don't need any appreciation <laughs> of my art. All I care about is, you know, self-growth. <laughs> that sounds like something an egg would say. Well, it does a bit, but I uh, trust me, I'm not an egg rolled in fluff on the ground. Uh, this is a human talking. <laughs> this, this is a human man. I'm not an egg rolled in fluff. I, I think, honestly, How would you, you listen back to that? that last 30 seconds. Yeah. You... <laughs> yeah. I'm all about self-progression and learning to love myself again. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you're finally making progress with your, your problems. I am. It's been How... an unconventional start to burn after reading, but... Um, um... I've, I've, got a, um, I've, got a, I've got a few concerns about my scripts this week. Have you? I think yeah. we're going to start on yours this week. Oh, oh, are we? Yeah, we're going to start oh, on your script. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Why? Why not? Come on, well, air your concerns. I, I mean, I literally finished writing it about five minutes before I text you to record this. I, I just want to say, I, th- I feel like you're apologising before, you know, the script gets its full That's area. exactly what I'm doing. I'm yeah, apologising before. <laughs> you are apologising before, which completely undermines your script, in my view. Okay, well, in that case, fuck all of you, because this is my script. The Sandman. Right, internal. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, see, I was supposed to delete that. It's not in a mall, they're in a car now. <laughs> You know the strawberry milkshake flavour actually comes from mangoes. What you talking about, Bobby? Strawberries have gone extinct, so they use mangoes to taste like strawberries instead. It's some serious shit. The world's gone mad, sir. <laughs> Almost as mad as this case. Something about it don't feel right, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Something about it don't feel right, Ricky. Something feels unnatural. What you say? It was a ghost. What did it now? No, I ain't saying it was no ghost, Ricky. You thought the last one was a ghost, Barbie? Yeah, and you think all blind people are psychic. I'm telling you, they are. You just can't. Yeah, yeah, I just can't read bail. <laughs> Yo, we're here, so finish your mango smoothie and let's do this. Internal, Madam Garibaldi's. I don't trust these mall mediums, man. Fruity little spirit snake, son. Yeah, me neither. But you heard the message. This spirit snake knows something. Hello there, gentlemen. Ah! <laughs> Shit! Don't be jumping out on me like that. Please refrain from firing weapons in our establishment. Yo, we're here to see Madame Garibaldi. It's a police matter. I'm afraid my mistress has had to travel out of town for a psychic emergency. Perhaps I can help? Yeah, how about you fire up some of them crystals and spray some turmeric on this crime? 
<laughs> Very good. You'll hear about the Sandman. Yo, how do you know about that? I, I can see. <laughs> I can see things others cannot. Oh yeah? See this, son. Get down on the floor. You're under arrest for 16 counts or more there. Before you pull the trigger, you should know little Ricky Jr. is here. And he has a message for you. Ricky Jr.? He's saying the strawberry Pop-Tarts in heaven are to die for. They were his favourite. Yo, ask him if uh, they're real strawberries or mango fakes. <laughs> There's no strawberries left, Bobby. Not even in heaven. I told you, Ricky. No strawberries left anywhere. Yo, so if you know so much about the Sandman, Tell me what he does with the bodies after he's finished cutting them up. He pees in their eyes. Which you could only know if, if you were him. Alas, gentlemen, I have no penis with which to pee. Yo, what the hell, son? Put that thing away. I was born without a penis, gentlemen. So how, how do you take a piss? <laughs> I pull it out of my butt. Yo, son, is this even real life right now? I'll tell you what real life is. Real life is living down a mine and thinking, oh, you'll never get out of this mine. And your whole family's down the mine. But there's no <laughs> minerals in this mine. It's just an empty mine with random birds that fly <laughs> down. And they sometimes bring you bits of bread. And other times trinkets like our watch or the keys to a car which you cannot drive. And the only way to get out of this mine is to fight all the other criminals in a tournament. Where the only rule is that there are no rules. Seriously, Bobby, this Spanish Fruit Loop is itching for a big bullet. You better start talking some sense, otherwise I won't be able to hold my boy here back. It's very simple, gentlemen. <laughs> Let me explain. But first, well, I just... <laughs> But first, I just need you to close your eyes. For when we are blind, is when we can see best. Yo, I told you, Bobby. Close them real tight. No peeking. And... Shit, he ran out the back door. I knew it was a trick. Blind people can't see anything, Ricky. Well, I'll tell you what, it's starting to become blindingly obvious to me now. Slumped on the store cupboard, the cops see the lifeless body of Madame Garibaldi. Pee in both of her eyes. That was the hardest script to read so far i mean just from a performance point of view um i struggled i struggled to hold the voice i i went into like kind of old english britain in the middle there <laughs> you did I, yeah. which i quite enjoyed well what are you talking about governor i did a bit of that um 
And, and also, you struggled with the word strawberries. 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 I mean, why writing such a difficult word for yourself to say? Uh, hey, look, when I wrote the word strawberries, I felt very necessary. Yeah, give me give me a sense of these these guys' partnership. So Bobby and Ricky, <laughs> um, they've obviously been cops for what seems like a lifetime. No, 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 they've been on the job for about five years. Oh, just five years. Okay, well, they've been together for five years, so they they kind of know their their sort of their their insecurities. They know they know the ins and outs of each other in a weird way, don't they? They've look. They've just come onto the force. Uh, five years were, ago. Look, uh, five years ago, they were doing completely different jobs before, and they just found that you know they needed some money, so they became cops. There was a cop shortage, and so that's what happened. This is quite a big detective job, no? Yeah, yeah. The you Sandman. Uh, I would say, I would say, this is the biggest that they've had, uh, the biggest case that they've been landed with so far. Yeah, uh, and you can sort of tell because they're they're both sort of, you know, they're 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 just feeling their way around, aren't they? They are very much feeling oh, their way around. Very they're, blindly, they're very... <laughs> blindly feeling their way around this case. Precisely, it's almost as if they can't see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and the case that they're on is the Sandman. The, the Sandman. The name of the uh, I'm going to say the antagonist of, yeah. of the film. God, where did you get the inspiration for such a horrible, gnarly <laughs> death? Um, See, I don't I, know. If I, I know. I, you, I, I know you've been watching The Fall a lot recently. I've been watching The Fall. <laughs> I've been watching Liar. I took a lot of inspiration from just some YouTube videos. <laughs> Why is he called he's, the Sandman if he's peeing in people's eyes? Shouldn't he be called something else? Like the pee well, no, man? Cause, no, because what he is, he's he sneaks into their rooms at night. Yeah. <laughs> just before they're about to go to sleep. And, Not uh, funny, is it, though, <laughs> what you're about to say? But you're laughing as if it's going to be like a riot. No, I mean, look, what happens is it's not very nice. It's, it's not quite, very pleasant. It's quite serious. It's actually a very serious crime. One of the most serious crimes. He walks into their room at night. He, well, he doesn't walk, he crawls. He <laughs> crawls into the room at night and he gets up yeah. off the floor. <laughs> After crawling he, into the room. Exactly, and he stands over them. But he waits to that moment just before they fall asleep when they're drifting off to the world of dreams and he goes, Got ya! <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I mean, the ya. way he does it is quite, yeah, it's quite silly, actually. I, yeah. I can understand why you're laughing because, Got ya! It just doesn't he seem goes, a very sort of... <laughs> Oh, it's very serious. It's not funny. He goes, got you, and he stabs them in, the, in a, with a knife. Yeah, that's then, that's, ser- that's serious. They're dead. They're, so they yeah. die. Yeah, they die. They die. Some of them die. I mean, look, he's not. There's no method to his madness, except for he the says, one got ya. thing. Right, he does say, got you. <laughs> yeah, there's two things, right? He says, got you, <laughs> yeah. and then he does a little pee in their eyes. Okay, so that's that's his sort of calling card, if you will. Yeah, he he's like they'll know it's me because I of this. Yeah, so you know, whereas in Home Alone you have the sticky bandits or the wet bandits, so, so you compare that so like to the Sandman and his calling card is peeing in people's <laughs> eyes after he kills them. Much more serious. This isn't Home Alone, is it? Like it's not like it's not like a PG rated thing, is it? No, 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 no. it's not PG, but uh, it is the character from Home Alone grown up. It's. Wow. So, sorry, this is Macaulay Culkin's character. Yeah. Who is? Uh, Richie... No, Kevin McAllister. Kev- Kevin McAllister. 
So Kevin McAllister has grown up after surviving yeah. the first two Home Alones. He's grown up and he's become <laughs> and he's, he's become a madman. Well, he's not mad. <laughs> he's not mad. He kills people and then pees in their eyes. He's not nice. That that is literally the definition of not nice. That is he, the epitome of not nice. Killing yeah, people like, and peeing really in their bad. eyes is really not nice. No, it's, it's it's yeah, it's pretty awful. I don't actually. You're defending the Sandman, Kevin <laughs> McAllister, quite a lot at this point. You're saying, well, well you know, I'm not going to tell you what to think. People are going to think he's bad, Phil. He's a highly <laughs> complex character. There's a lot to him. At the moment, there's too much to him because you're, you're bringing in another franchise, a film franchise at this point. Oh, man. So Kevin McAllister. Sorry, this is so confusing. It's very simple, Robin. Kevin McAllister grew up and became the Sandman. Yeah. And he is killing people by killing them <laughs> and then being in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, and his that. whole his whole modus operandi is got to keep getting away with the killing. So he's off doing all this killing and the peeing. And <laughs> then Madame Garibaldi has... She's got some information that she's going to share with the cops who are on the case. She's got some hot intel. She's got some hot shots. Okay. And... Uh, so they get there and they're going to go get this information but Sandman who is played by Kevin Spacey sorry yeah he's played <laughs> by Kevin Spacey sorry Kevin McAllister in this film is played by Kevin Spacey yeah because he's a lot older now this is set quite a lot of time in the yeah, future but Kev- sorry not Kevin Mac- uh, Macaulay Culkin is now a yeah. bit older so he could probably play this part no he's not old enough <laughs> But isn't this it confusing is... to set up that this is Kevin McAllister in the future and have him played by Kevin Spacey? I don't. I don't. The think main, that's the hard. main bad guy from Seven. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's a hard thing to understand. You don't, you don't see any confusion in this premise. I think. Okay. Can I? Can I just say the sentence back to you? In this film, Kevin McAllister is the killer, and he's played by Kevin Spacey. And you telling me that you don't understand? Yeah, it's, you want it's people com- to grasp this easily, and at the moment they're just trying to work out why no, why this is nah, Kevin McAllister. This is my Donnie Darko. This is your Donnie Darko. Yeah, man. This In is what be way the film. is this your Donnie Darko? Well, people are going to be watching this for years and years to come, being like, "Wait, what was was that airplane engine supposed to kill him? I don't know." Yeah. Yeah, I guess they will. I guess they will ask themselves, hang on, was this actually Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone films? <laughs> just like the just like the airplane engine. Was this meant to be Kevin McAllister? Like, or did, is it just like, because I think most people will just be like, no, it's not meant to be because it's being played by Kevin Spacey. And that's a confusing, <laughs> that's a confusing thing to show us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. It's like Donnie Tarko. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the scene in which they finally come face to face with the criminal that has been evading them this whole last five weeks. Just five weeks. <laughs> Just five weeks of how how many people has the Sandman Kevin McAllister killed? Or well, right you, as he's called in this script. <laughs> <laughs> which six... isn't which isn't confusing. <laughs> There's 16, there are 16 bodies that they know of. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's one more that they don't know of. Yeah. He's, oh, been, he's been killing loads of people. He's really been ramping it up. So, oh man. This guy is just going <laughs> He's going into people's rooms. He's crawling in at the night. <laughs> crawling he's in, crawling yeah. in. He's crawling in. He yeah. stands up and just, and then you say, just as they're falling asleep. So he's been there for a while. Yeah. Just as they're falling asleep. He, he goes, gotcha, stabs them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gotcha, stabs, he stabs them. them. Yeah, they're dead. And then he pees in their eyes. But <laughs> it, this doesn't sound like the cunning killer to me. I reckon this guy in real life would be caught almost, almost immediately. He only... I mean, he's he, spraying he, his DNA <laughs> everywhere. But he's not on a DNA database. He knows that. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't be doing that. it. Yeah. <laughs> He knows that. But when they so, go around and start testing people with DNA, because he's killed 16 people. Yeah, then he might have a problem. Yeah, he's going to have a, he's gonna have a big problem. See, I always thought Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone films was quite smart. <laughs> so he wouldn't get tested then. What you've done, actually, very deftly, I would say, is that Thank you've you. interwoven these, these, these stories so nicely that you now when you go back and watch home alone this christmas christmas 2020 when you watch home alone you're gonna have a whole new appreciation for what kevin McAllister really is yeah which is sadistic murdering pee bastard yeah it does seem like you wrote this five minutes before we came on the call well that's unfair but no just in the sense that there's a lot of great ideas um thank you and then there's a lot of half baked ideas Name, name, name a half-baked idea. I, I'd say the two, the two policemen, Bobby and Ricky, are quite half-baked. Um, they seem like they, they just seem, they almost seem like they don't really matter in conjunction with what the real story is of like Kevin McAllister's spiral into madness and murder. <laughs> I can't. Well, I, it's, it's it's so unfortunate that there aren't more pages to share because I would love to read the rest of it. Have you have you got the rest? Yep, it's coming, coming soon. Coming soon. I mean, it's probably too early to say. You you might not know, but do they catch Sandman? Is there po- is it possible that there's a bit of a seven twist in all this? The, well, they do catch the Sandman, but the thing is, it turns out that the Sandman can't be caught. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he's more of an idea, isn't he? Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. Um, I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was an excellent script, and it has it has uh, it doesn't plateau at all. It keeps uh, it keeps the audience asking questions, just like I am. Well, that's it. That's it. That's that's what I'm saying. It's your Don. It's my Donnie Darko moment. An unofficial sequel to the Home Alone franchise. I might do some drawings of the Sandman. Can I? Does he wear a costume? Uh, yeah, like he wears a, a like, a, like a like a. Yeah, he wears like a, you know, like a NASA uh, outfit. <laughs> he dresses like uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck in, um... <laughs> in Armageddon. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, Armageddon. Apocalypse Now. Armageddon. Armageddon, Armageddon. Yeah. There you have it. Think Ben Affleck from Armageddon when you're picturing <laughs> Sandman, played by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, and if that doesn't Spacey. paint you a picture, I don't know what will. I think we need a refreshing break. Hey, let's have a refreshing break. From our sponsors. From ripping that rules, head down to Jordy Jules. Why, are you man? 
Welcome to Geordie Jules. Away, man. Thanks for having you. How can we help you today, man? I'm looking for a ring that says Uncle on it. It's for a where Uncle Perry. Why, aye, man. How about this one? Aye, that's pure belter, man. At Geordie Jules, we've got the biggest selection of family rings in the northeast, and right now we've got an abundance of opals that were selling for rock bottom prices. Why, aye, man. You got any rings with Carly on it? I use your lucky day, pal. For ripping that rules, head down to Jordy Jules. So let's let's move on to my script. Um, Robin, I'm really excited about this one. Robin, I love, love, love the title. Thank you. Um, so the title of my script, Hollow Hall Hotel. Um, and Phil, you know, um, we're going to absolutely nail these characters. Um I want you to play Jason. Jason is like uh, sort of middle American. He's in his 20s. Think like frat boy. Got it. Party animal. Got it. Got, it. got him. Uh, I will play your buddy, Chad. My buddy. Hey, and, I guess that's going to come natural to you. Yeah, exactly. See, these are the parts we're born. Well, we'll talk about that bit afterwards okay. because I've got lots of ideas running through my head about how this will work in the future. But I also want you to play the part of the hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. Who's cu- yeah, he cuts quite a scary figure. Scary old American man. Think that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollow Hall Hotel. Internal, Jason's car, dusk. Jason, backwards baseball cap and NFL jersey, drives his old Pontiac Firebird down a dusty and deserted highway. Alongside him is his best friend, Chad, also wearing a backwards baseball cap and a gold chain that says 100%. Jason slams his hand hard on the steering wheel as they both sing Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. Here I go again on my Chad! Pass me Go down your way! No, no. Ooh, hey Chad, bro. Uh, pass me another Bud Light, bro. You got it, bro. But you gotta chug it. Oh man, you got me again. Jason chugs his Bud Light like a pro. <laughs> man, you're so strong. You should see my weights, bro. Nice. Hey, what about this guy? Do we pass him a brewski? Chad and Jason turn to the disheveled hitchhiker sitting on the back seat. Yeah, sure, dude. We got enough light to go round. Nice! Hey, hitchhiker dude, want a Bud Light? I thank you for your kind gesture. But alas, it is not part of the ultimate plan. Prophecy is the only sustenance I require on this model plan. Bro, he's talking about the prophecy again. Hey, hitchhiker, bro. You gotta loosen up, guy. All you need is a bird light to suit those muscles, and then you'll really chillax. When the blood moon rises, the Great One's thirst will be unquenching. Noise! Anyway, let's crank the music back up, Jace. Whoa, 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 pause the party, bro. I don't like the sound of the old firebird is making. Smoke bellows from the hood of Jason's Pontiac Fireball. Oh no, come on, girl! Stay with me! Yeah, stay with him, girl, come on! 
the F-bird splutters to a stop. Aw, oh, damn it! No car, no tunes! And all the Bud Light is out! Huh. And you know what else I'm thinking? Where the heck are we? We're here. External, dusty roadside, duskier. Jason, his boy Chad, and the hitchhiker get out of the busted car and stare at the lone building standing in front of them. This is the home of the Great One. A mere holding cell before the grave catastrophe where he will cast his deathly grip on every single soul. Welcome to the Hollow Hall. The hitchhiker bursts into a ball of black smoke and transforms into a crow, taking off into the sky. Damn! Maybe they have some butt lights inside! Ta-ite! It's the Chabmeister to the rescue once again! Woo! Jason the Sea train back on track! Chugga chugga! Chugga chugga! Woo woo! Well, what are we waiting for? Internal, Hollow Hall Hotel, Sundown. Jason and Chad walk trepidatiously through the hotel lobby. Yo, man, this hotel gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, dog, this place is dusty as shit. If my kid sister was here, she'd be all like, Yo, man, why don't I fit this place and such? And I'd all be like, I don't know, man. Get off my back. I miss you, okay? Jace, we get it. You miss your kid sister. Hell, we all do. But she's gone. Disappeared in that mysterious incident that happened ten years ago on this very day. What do we say? Hey, too much, too much drinking time. time. Not, Not enough drinking blood light time. Yeah, you always know what to say, man. Can I help you, gentlemen? A skin lady with weird lack of skin, or perhaps too much skin, pops up from behind the counter. Dang, dude lady, you scared the Christmas out of me. And no offense, girl, but you got a crazy skin game going on. <laughs> yeah, girl, you need to exfoliate to the max. The skin lady opens a ledger as a huge glob of saliva hangs out of her open mouth. There we are, Jason and Chad. Looks like you are already booked in. Wait, but how is that? Uh, Chad? Chad has disappeared. The sacrifices are in place. The prophecy is imminent. Your room is ready. We hope you enjoy your stay at the Hollow Hall Hotel. The room around Jason suddenly plunges into darkness. Where am I? Chad? Chaddy? Chadamemno? Bro, bro's it, bro, huh? A spotlight fixes on Chad's naked body in the corner of the room. He shivers and convulses. Yo, Chad. Jace? Bro, back mountain? Is that you? Yo, Chad, what's going on? What happened to you? It's your sister. Yo, my sister? She's here. Smash to black. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. If there ever was a Smash to Black, 
it which was, there are. Well, yeah, I, I think of... I say that every time as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. But what I would say is that this is a classic smash to black. Yeah, and, and, and I, I have to agree with you again this week because... For me, that's as smashed to black as it gets. That's so smashed to black, mate. Smashing to black at random intervals really helps the scene. Hey, look, and the film. man, if there, if there's anything that should precede a horrific speech, it should be an oh, smashed to black. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm on tenter hooks. I want to know. I want to know. I've got a lot of questions. I hope you've got a lot Good. of answers. I've got a lot right. of. I have some time. Good. Well, like, crack away whenever you're ready. I'm I'm here to answer. Q and A. Burn after reading Q and A section. Here we go. <laughs> um, Everyone's favourite bit. So Chad, um, Chad, what is he? Is he a robot? Yeah, he's 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 a robot with with the, the flesh of a human. <laughs> wow, that's opened up a whole new line of questioning because yeah. I asked that yeah, flippantly yeah. and it was not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> Um, so wait, so I mean, I guess uh, Jason's really good at like what animatronics. Yeah, and carpentry. He's really good at both. <laughs> oh, is he also made of wood? Yeah, so he's he's part wood. I I think at this point in the film, which is early, you, you you're meant to think that you know Chad is a human, and for all intents and purposes, he looks human. But what you find out throughout the film is that that flesh, that skin, is just nicely softened and um, varnished wood. <laughs> Very su- um, like I mean, to get that sense of skin, right, real human skin, I guess hey. the wood would have to be able to move quite well. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, all wood does. I mean, I don't know. You've got, to, you've got to look after you. I mean, that's maybe uh, the boldest statement that's been made on this podcast. Yeah. All, wood, all wood does. All wood does. I yeah. mean, look, right. if you're making your common, like, um, uh, wooden dowel sort of fixed joint, Oh yeah. Uh, you got you got to understand when it comes to wood that that's going to expand over years. It's a it's a living thing still. It breathes um, in a way. No, I'm not saying it's alive. I'm saying that this wood uh, it it expands. It contracts depending on the weather. And I'm saying Chad is very similar in in, in makeup. And yeah, you know you're not going to get the exact same sensation when you touch Chad's hand. So, so I guess touch. he's not doing a lot of touching of other people. He's not. Um, and he doesn't have hands, so he, he can't <laughs> touch it. He's not got hands. He's not got any so hands. So he looks so. like a he looks completely like a human being, except for the fact that he doesn't have hands. Yeah, so Jason hasn't perfected hands yet. Wait, that's so, it. Uh, I mean this looks like a flaw in Jason's plan. If you're gonna convince everyone that Chad's a person and make wood so smooth that it can ripple like skin, you would surely give him hands. Even if they were a bit weird, you'd just get him to wear gloves. Hey, he knows his draw. He knows his foals. He, uh, sorry, he knows his foals. <laughs> he knows his foals, does he? He knows, he knows his young his horses. <laughs> he knows his young horses, um, and he also knows his wood. And but not to the extent where you can perfect hands. Like you know, when artists like like me, uh, when I'm drawing, <laughs> the hardest part to draw of a person is the hands. I find it to be the soul. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, that's something I haven't got round to yet. No. But that's a know, good question. What, does Chad have a soul? I think he has soul. Yeah, he's got soul, but yeah, he's does got he soul. have a Sorry, was soul? that not the... Oh, no. Oh, so, okay. yeah, he's got soul. Like, yeah, he likes the jam. And um, <laughs> Jason's taught him to love White Snake. Yeah. Uh, Here I go again. That's Yeah, that's a real soulful song. But, yeah, um, he doesn't have a soul, no. Okay. He, he, he has soul. Damn, he has soul. Oh. Here I go again on my own. 
do, do, do. Going down the only road I've ever known. You looked at me after that as if to I say, did, yeah. is that okay? Yeah. What happened with Jason's sister? She just disappeared mysteriously. She disappeared 10 years ago. Um, what was she was doing quite... before she got, you know, disappeared? So Jason and his sister, both similar ages, were playing out in the yard and Jason was saying stuff like, oh man, I'm going to build a robot friend one day and he's going to be called Chad. And and his sister was just like, oh, you're crazy, Jace, and run around. And then before Jason knew anything else, she disappeared in a ball of black smoke. This, from the yard? Yeah, from the yard. Like, And, and they, were, they were only like really talking about, you know, the future Chad at the time and she just blew up in this and the thing is like it was a haunting situation imagine being Jason in that situation it's yeah. crazy and like he didn't really know what happened because all he could see were all these different crows flying everywhere so part of him thought that you know he might be knocked unconscious for a second but he remembers what he remembers you know he has this reoccurring dream where his sister bursts into a ball of black smoke and turns into loads of crows wait so he has a reoccurring dream not a yeah. memory. Well, for years and years at his therapy sessions, he's like, "Damn, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Doc." I uh, oh, is that how he actually speaks? <laughs> well, no, I, I was channeling you. I thought that's how you did it. Is that how I? I can't remember. I couldn't remember yeah, line from line how I was doing it. It was, it, yeah, no, it did mix. It mixed up the character quite hey, a lot. But then yo, again, pause the party, exactly bro. I don't like yeah. the sound the old fireboard is making. It's funny because that sounded a lot like your character from your script. <laughs> I think strawberry milkshake, bro. <laughs> I think I, I think I may have mixed things up a little. Yeah. Ten years in the future, he's driving down the road with his robot friend that he <laughs> built for himself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To chug Bud lights with and just like constantly reaffirm, I guess his alcoholism, and now. They picked up a hitchhiker, we're supposed to think, randomly. Jason sees it as a completely normal thing to do. That's the human experience, picking up hitchhikers, taking them to where they want to go. <laughs> That's the human and, experience. Yeah, it is in a way. It is uh, in a way. We um, all pick up, yeah. We all pick we up all, hitchhikers, I suppose. In a way, we all do. And We're cosmic hitchhikers ourselves, huh? We are. We're just going from place to place, um, soul to soul, just trying to find our way. But he settles in this car, and obviously he's quite an unsettling figure, but... You know, Jason, who's been surrounded by, you know, cosmic phenomenon for <laughs> a lot of his life. Wait, what's, you know, what's, he, <laughs> what's he been surrounded by? Cosmic phenomenon. Cosmic phenomenon. So um, his sister got abducted by a pool of black smoke. Are you calling that a cosmic phenomenon? Oh, 100%, yeah. Okay, so what other cosmic... If that's not a cosmic phenomenon, then what is? I'd call that first by magic. But I don't know, man. I don't know what it's about. Maybe I... uh, that's why I should change the script to... <laughs> include fast burn magic because i really like that actually hey. i think that's a really nice way to put it i, I i'm cha i'm trying to channel something out of worldly with something like that okay but fast burn magic just sounds so like hip and like yeah 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 give me more of that fast burn magic give me some more of that fast burn magic yeah i need a hit i just i want to know a little bit more about the woman that has both too much and too little skin oh yeah she's 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 horrible i guess um I'm really trying to draw inspiration here from... Um, you must have seen The Ring. I've Yeah, I've seen The Ring. 
so yeah you've seen the ring have you seen uh what was that one where the, the creepy it's like you know all those characters with like the long black hair in front of their face and they're going yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah. like dark water i think is another one now. yeah dark water yeah yeah um the chub uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> and one thing they all have in common is that it's creepy long-haired girls perhaps too much or too little skin yeah. making like horrible noises guttural something really spooky and i really wanted to draw inspiration from that and that's the skin lady okay i see i mean i see the inspiration i have no idea what you're talking about still <laughs> she's the main cosmic phenomenon throughout this the rest of the film I'd oh say. is she yeah because oh. she she's spooky Ooh, te- i mean she's spooky, spooky AF, town. but I, I so i guess that brings me on to my next and hopefully final question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean i guess my question is what happens next? Uh, good question. Um, so, um, it's a really exciting premise, actually. So, Jason now has to work his way through the hotel. But each room comes with its own traps and pitfalls and and, and riddles. And right. different different keys to so, different locks. So, it's a lot like Saw. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Meets, now that you say it. Meets Dark Water. Yeah. Meets... The Chub, yeah, it the is chub. Um, the Chub. Yeah, it's. It, I would say personally, it's Saw slash Seven slash Chub. Uh, Can you talk a bit water. more about Chub? Oh, Chub's another film that I wrote. Um, <laughs> it came out in cinemas probably like eight years ago. It was one of my first pieces of work. Um, that would have been called... one of your very early pieces of work, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, um, I was young. I was in LA at the time, and <laughs> hey, I got into. A working relationship with this guy. I mean, is yeah. that what you describe our relationship as? N- no. Well, ours is like a buddy ship, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I guess. So <laughs> this guy was just, what, a, a business partner? He, he was just a friend at the beginning. Oh, he's then... a friend. So he's not, that's... At it the beginning, like then, you had and a then bit we more start... with this guy. No, 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 no. I think you're getting the wrong idea. You're trying to push me into something. So we got together in LA. Um, when you say got not, together... No, no. <laughs> You can have your fun, but I mean got together as in like a working a working vibe. I, I don't mean like nothing sexual. I can't emphasize that enough. Nothing sexual took place with him. Uh, there were uh, loads uh, of wait, other so, people. But hold on. So nothing sexual took place with this guy? This guy that you got uh, into a relationship with? A working LA, relationship. Uh, where, where you wrote your film Chub. The Chub. The Chub, yeah. The Chub. <laughs> the Chub, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... You know, I feel like you're missing the main aspect of why I'm telling the story. You're focusing on our relationship, which we don't have one anymore. What was the chub about? So the chub's about um, a creepy uh, skin lady um, <laughs> with far too much or too little skin. Okay. And uh, she makes a horrible oh, sort of like oh, please noise. Don't make that noise. She crawls around like on the ceilings and the walls. And she's and yeah, really horrible figure. And her head can twist um 360 wow. 360 and um she drips uh black stuff yeah okay so i can see the inspiration for the chub now yeah yeah i want to <laughs> send this to the people that made the chub and be like look that's not a one hit i wonder. thought you made the chub yeah i made the chub but you know the people that paid for the chub i didn't have any money uh, at the time. Right. You, you got paid for the chub i got paid for the chub you were in a uh, you were in a very destructive a uh, toxic relationship in LA with a guy that you can't talk about now for legal yeah. reasons and you got paid for the chub. Yeah, I got paid for the chub. Um, I got paid to write the chub and the chub was, what, a moderate success? 
It's surprising you hadn't heard of it. <laughs> look it up. Look up the chub. I implore people at home to to uh, to search the chub and see what comes up. Hey c- guys, um, tweet at us. Maybe what comes in the images or you know whatever, because I'm pretty sure my film will be uh, near the top. I'm sure it's at the top. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I want to go back to these guys and look. Go. Look. It's not a one-hit wonder. I can do it again. It's like the chub, but even better. Yeah. And even got, chubbier. Even chubbier than before. Now, why was it called the chub in the first place, Robin? Uh, I just thought that's a spooky name for a for a monster. Um. <laughs> chub. 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 When I sold them the idea, the producers were like, "Here's a bunch of money. Make it. Make yeah. it happen. Just go away and." Stop making that noise. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, they did say that as well. Um, drop, 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 drop. Um, it's a horrible noise. It's uh, one of the worst noises I've heard in a long time. Since I think maybe the last episode when you made a horrible noise then as well. Yeah, I'm good at it, and that's why they get me in to talk with like. Um, so the person who played the chub in the chub yeah. uh, was Andy Circus. <laughs> Of and I was, I was more, oh, you know, I've, I've never been so thrilled. Probably the most famous person I've worked with, Andy Serkis. Yeah. And hopefully I rubbed off a bit on him, you know. In a... Oh, what, you no. rubbed off on Andy Serkis during the job. Phil, you have a rancid mind sometimes. I don't know, um, man. You're just laying it out there. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there as it is. And I'm saying, hopefully my, you know, my good nature rubbed off on him. How's that sound? Sounds horrific. Yeah. Well, now I'm saying it doesn't sound good, but you know, whatever you take from this show. <laughs> what do I'm people glad... take from this show? Do you think, Robin? I don't know what people are going to take. People from this seem episode. to people seem to listen to this show, which I find a bit curious. What do you think they take from it? I don't know. I think what they like is the fact that we're both successful writers. Yeah. And Indeed. I think they like the the the, the, the constant creativity bursting fr- from within us. Yeah. And rub and we rub off on each other a lot, um, and I think the audience like to hear what will rub off next <laughs> week. Yeah, and I also, guess. also I think I think the audience kind of like our you know it's like it's a bit like e entertainment this show we we kind of drop um, a few names in there, uh, a few ideas that maybe they didn't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, Robin, we've got a big name next week. We do? Yep. I'm not going to say any more right now, but guys, oof. it's a I'm... little bit. Oh, that's a bad sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible sound. It's a little bit. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm on tender hooks already. So you better tune in for next week's Burn After Reading, where we're going to have a huge guest. But um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, those scripts are now both going on the fire, probably where they belong. Um, but you never know uh, what happens in the future. Um, if you if you have got any ideas, keep them to yourself. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Um, thanks again for listening. I've been Robin John Hill, and I've been with my my pal and a comrade of writing, Philip Leakos Corbett. Thanks. See you guys. Take care. Um. <laughs> 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 <laughs>